Hello and welcome. Welcome, welcome to the As Told by Reese podcast, where you find yourself listening to me, a dimension of our own. I'm so glad you decided to stop by. <sighs> we have a lot to cover today. It's a lot of good stuff. It's a lot of good stuff. This is going to be one of my better informational episodes, but we're going to have fun. We're, we're going to have a lot of fun with this today. And I hope you're doing well out there. Hope you're doing well because I'm doing pretty good. Can't complain. Right now, I'm I'm in one of those like weird upswings of mood and creativity. So I don't know if something's not in retrograde, is in whatever the opposite of retrograde is. I don't know anything about those that, that stuff stuff. But what I do know is I have a lot of things inside of my head. And since they're in my head and my problem, I've decided to get them out of my head and make it your problem. But it actually might be your solution. That's right. As you didn't know, we're a solutions podcast. You come to me with questions, needing advice, life advice, and people are like, I don't tell you what to do. No. Incorrect. I tell you exactly what to do. Why? Because we're friends. And you're like, hey, Reese, I need you to tell me what to do. What am I supposed to say? No. You decide for yourself? No, I decide for you. You live exactly how I'd say, oh wait, that's not how it works. No, no, that's not how it works. But I can't give you some advice. It's up to you to take it or not. That's the funny thing about us all, right? We all, every last one of us, can give the best advice in the world. To anybody in the world. From people that we've known all our lives, to people that we've just met. Complete strangers with a problem. But the one, the one person we seem to always end up just shy of delivering the much needed advice to is ourselves. If we deliver it, we don't need it. A lot of times, the advice that we give others would be perfect, a perfect reflection of the advice we should take ourselves, but we never do. And a lot of times when we ask for advice from other people, I find that we already know what we should do, but we're either looking for confirmation that that's what we should do, or we're looking for a loophole. A lot of times we're looking for that loophole. We know the right answer, but the right answer sucks. The right answer is boring. The right answer isn't what I think I want, even if it's what I need. So we kind of delude and collude and convince ourselves that the decision we're making is the right one. Why? Because we have a gut feeling about this. Or we know it's the wrong one, but we somehow, some way hope that it pays off, that it pans out, that everything turns out okay in the end. Why? Because life is a movie, and the good guy always wins. Except, hold your nose, here comes the cold water. Life is not a movie, as far as we know. It's not a movie for us. And the good guy, hmm, doesn't win that often done with that often at all that's the funny part right because ah, i used to be such a cinephile and when i went to the movies and everything i was just i got rather tired of the good guy winning it's like oh come on the good guy somehow overcomes all of these obstacles and somehow faces insurmountable odds and comes out on top the good guy slash girl a good person because ah, a bad person just wants to bluff the world or do something evil or do something bad so the good guy must win and then I said you know what I don't want the good guy to win anymore I want to, I want, I want an experience where the bad guy wins and then I saw movies saw movies that had the bad guy winning I'm like oh oh this doesn't feel good I don't actually like when the bad guy wins even though I thought I did why do I like when the bad guy wins because in real life the bad guy wins often. <laughs> in real life, the bad guy is life and the many things it throws at you. It's like, oof, you're winning life. You are winning. <sighs> so let's see if we can win a little bit. What do you think? So that was the instrumental for the song called destiny by this band called zero seven from a long time ago um 
I suggest you check out the full version with the actual sing unit. It's beautiful. Love it. One of my favorite songs of that time. I don't know about all time, but definitely that time. And whenever I listen to that song, it gets me in the mood to zen out, to completely zen out and relax and flow and just feel good, feel feel very at ease. And I wanted to be at ease for this podcast because we got a lot to cover. We got a lot to cover. We're going to revisit some themes that I had in the last episode. Um, we're going to look at it in a different way. We're going to kind of dissect a little bit, add a few things, and that's about it. That, that with that, that's where I'm where I'm planning on going with that, and a few few other fun fun items. <sighs> and let me give you some advice. Give you some advice because I would I would never leave you alone. So let's talk about it, right? What are we talking about? <sighs> Hollywood has let us down. Yeah, I know. Big surprise. Hollywood has let us down. Hollywood has lied to us. How they lied to us? They lied to us about how improvement works. They lied to us very well. They lied to us so excellently. What I mean? I'm talking about the all-present, ever-present, omnipotent training montage. The training montage, what is that? It's how basically you get from point A to point Z. How one prepares for a big test, a big battle, a big fight in their life. It's usually someone training really hard physically, putting themselves through the physical paces for a couple of minutes. And then all of a sudden, they were weak and skinny before, now they're big and strong. They were unable to do task X, Y, or Z, and now they're masters of the craft. Um, they were regular Saiyans, and then all of a sudden they become Super Saiyans. It's same difference, the Rocky montage. Rocky, biggest fight in his life. He was just an everyday Joe. He went, ran up some steps, and the rest is history. The training montage is a lie. It's a complete and utter lie how it is presented. Why? Because... The training montage makes things seem a lot faster, easier, and more glorious than they actually are. Much more glorious than they actually are. Because the thing that takes day after day, after week, after week, after month, after month, and in many cases year after year of that concentrated effort flat out concentrated effort almost every day of that time it's achieved in mere minutes it's achieved in mere minutes in hollywood and movie and tv shows with the exception of some anime shows it's achieved in episodes but it's never too long a process it's never ever too long a process and here's the thing in these places, it's supposed to infer time, like a long time has passed. An insane amount of time has passed, or a decent amount of time has passed, and then you are better. But those things, none of those scenes can properly emote how much time it actually takes to improve. To improve incrementally. To improve to where... The improvement is visible to the naked eye. It takes so much actual effort to improve that much. It does. But these montages, have they make it look so glorious. Even the struggle. It's like, oh, that struggle is beautiful. But if you've ever worked out to lose weight, like really push yourself to work out or push yourself to do anything... The struggle isn't beautiful in the moment you are struggling. The struggle is just very struggle. <laughs> it's giving struggle. At some point, when you enter that like flow state and the endorphins start running, yeah, it, start, it can be beautiful. But there's still a lot of struggle and a lot of struggle waiting for you. And yes, pain is temporary. Pain, all that stuff. It's true. But they're not properly conveying 
how not temporary that pain is considering the time you're putting in. No, if you're pushing your body to its absolute limits every day, pain is temporary. <laughs> pain is a, is, a, is a guest. It's a house guest. It stays with you. <laughs> it's like, oh, that just that is just a nagging injury. Like, you think about any physical endeavor... Yeah, no, pain's, pain's a part of it. Pain is a part of the deal. Now, you can manage the pain better, you can get stronger, you can get a better core, you can get all that stuff, but mm, pain's, pain's still going to be a part of it. But just the flat-out effort. You see, with all these training montages, it's short bursts of effort. But that's not how it works, babe. It's not how it works. It takes so much time to get a little better at something. And you keep getting a little better at that thing time and again and again until you're a lot better at that thing than you were when you first did that thing. But it's going to have to take that effort. <laughs> it's going to have to take that effort. You just It's not training montages don't happen in real life. They're just called memories from how hard you were working every single day to achieve your goal. And that's with anything. That's with any endeavor, either be it physical or mental or even emotional. Recovering from something? Recovering from something emotionally. That's not a thing that happens overnight at all. Unless you have, you know, mood swings. And then at some point, you're going to swing back. But other than that, Recovery takes a while. Now, at some point when you're on the other side of it and you're recovered, it feels like all that was a long time ago. But it wasn't. It wasn't that long ago. Like, you still had to recover a little bit every single day. Sometimes you'd regress until eventually you got better. Until eventually it's like, oh, wow. I I don't feel that thing I used to feel like. When I have physical ailments, right? Certain physical ailments, I know they're temporary. Or they're seasonal or something like that. When they first happen to me, that's not like the most painful thing to me. It's when they persist for more than a couple of days. And I'm like, oh, this is a thing I'm going to have to deal with. And that's when it sucks. That's when it becomes debilitating or anything like that, right? But then something happens. My body adjusts to it eventually. And it gets better or goes away. And then I feel great, relatively speaking. I feel great, right? And I kind of forget in the moment how much pain I was in. Because now I'm not in that pain anymore. But it was there. It was definitely painful. <laughs> I had to take a day off of work. I, I couldn't do this thing. I couldn't do that thing. These things were hurting and harming me. But again, when I'm on the other side of it, those aren't the things I think about. And we see these training montages, us at home, and we're like, oh man, I can get a build like that Marvel superhero or something like that. We see you on TV, the people doing the exercises. Here's the funny thing about that, though. We know, we know that that took a lot of effort for them to get where they are. Period. We know it's a lot of effort because we're all human. And we know the kind of effort we put in when we really want something. And it's a ton of effort. So I'm just mad at you know, TV and movies and all that other stuff because they make the training and the preparation and all those things, they make it seem so effortless when it is so effortful. It is full of effort. It's full of effort for a long time. And then you may get some results from it. And that's the truth. <laughs> that's the truth about it. There's... There's very few overnight successes. And for every single solitary overnight success we see, there's a ton of other people who were 
over time successes, <laughs> over years success, over decades success. Like it, it, it can take a while. But if you continue to work at it, it'll bear some fruit in some way, shape, or form. Maybe not the fruit that you wanted, but fruit nonetheless. Speaking of fruit, if I had ad space or ad sponsors, maybe I'd have fruit by the foot and be like, oh man, I used to drink, eat fruit by the foot as a kid. I love it, but I don't. I don't. But that's why, personally, I'm going to keep making podcast episodes because one day, one day, just one day, maybe, just maybe, somebody's going to say, you know what? I like this show. Let me Let me sponsor them and make them a big success with this check of money. I don't know. But yeah, this training montages are dumb. They're inspirational. They're cool. They're amazing. They look great, but they're dumb. When you see somebody with the weight loss picture, it's inspiring. It's like, whoa, they lost a person. Or you see somebody who achieved X, Y, or Z. Amazing. But you see them in the moment where you're probably at your most comfortable. You're sitting on the couch or on, on the in in the restroom, scrolling on social media or the like. And you're like, oh man, this is an amazing transformation. Oh, they they were able to accomplish that and the other. That's cool. Here's the here's the good news. Everything that they did, you can do. You're as great as the least great person out there that accomplished something. You're at the very least on the same level as them. You are. Don't argue with me. Don't at me on this one. It's true. <sighs> but here's the problem. Here, here's, here's the not as good news, but actually probably the even better news when you think about it. You have to put in just as much work as they did, if not much more, if not much more. Because we just don't know. But if you have a goal, and for you the goal is worth getting, then you have to put everything you can into that goal. Everything you can, within reason. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Reese, be reasonable. You're telling me that I can achieve anything I want. You said that the last episode, and now you're saying it again. But you only gave me a, a few of the tools to get what I want. You didn't really give me the whole thing. Well, I'm glad you said that. That's that's really wise of you to say. And that is why you are smart and incredible. And that's why you listen to this podcast. You know, Because only the best people listen to this podcast. Honestly, when you think about it. But I have some tips for you. Now, disclaimer. I am not an expert on anything except myself. And even that is kind of flimsy. Like, mm, are you? Are you, are you king? But hmm, I have been able to accomplish a few things in this thing I'll call life. A few things. A um, few things that I'm proud of. And when I look at it, the reason why I was able to accomplish things as an adult is because I worked at it. The things I accomplished as a child, I can't necessarily say I worked at. <laughs> they just kind of worked out. But the things I accomplished as an adult, yeah, I had to put in work. I had to put in work and it wasn't like, it wasn't, it has not always been a success, but when it has been a success, I, I can definitely know why. And I want to share some of that with you. I want to share something that with you because I know, I hope, I hope everyone's out there looking to do something. Now I'm not saying everyone needs to be fortune 500 CEO or find the meaning of life or anything like that, but Hmm. You should always want to be doing something with your life. You shouldn't just want to sit there and wait for it to be over. That's my stance. Hmm. I think you should always want to do something. Now, whether that's accomplishments or whether that's, hey, I'm going to go to this place I've never been before. I think it's all great. But I just want you to do something. But... If you are doing something, I'm, I'm going to tell you now how to achieve it. The first thing, 
very first thing you should do, right, is know your why. Know your why. Why am I doing this? Why am I trying to lose weight? Question mark. Because I want to get healthy, period. Is that really the reason? No. I want to get revenge on the person who dumped me so I can have an FU body. Okay, great. Honest and great. How about you? What's your reason? Well, I want to be the very best like no one ever was. Mm, all right, well, it's a tall task. But know your why. If you know your why, you won't get lost in inside of the things. So for me, I want to be a creator. Why do I want to be a creator? Well, I have, I have it on two levels, right? The first level is that I have stories that I want to tell. I have stories that I want to tell. That's my first level. My next level is I want to change the world. I want to influence the world and how it works, as far as I'm concerned. Period. So that's my why of being a creator. I want to create pieces that inspire people to do something, anything, but to change the world. Because so my goal is to leave this place a little bit better than when I came here. I don't know if that's realistic, but that's the goal. No, well, that's the why. But speaking of realistic, funny enough, that's the next one. Set specific but realistic goals. Setting specific but realistic goals means setting measurable goals. And measurable goals are great. Why are they great? Because you can measure them. Maybe the goal is to watch less television or spend less time on social media, right? So look at how much time you spend doing those activities and then try to reduce that activity, I would say by percentage. Um, or you can do it in time, like, hey, I watch three hours of TV every day. If I took one of those hours away, then that means I'd be watching two hours. Oh, great math. But what can I do with that one hour? Like. Set specific but realistic goals, and I feel that you will achieve those goals. And the thing about those specific but realistic goals is you can use them as steps, right? So with each step, you can continue to build and build and build until you get to your like large overarching goal, like something that's astronomically different than whatever the beginning goal was. But that's why you should set specific and realistic goals because we're talking about the big picture. And that's the next one. Number three, keep the big picture in mind. It is good to keep the big picture in mind, right? Because here's the thing. Growth is not linear. I wish it was. I wish it was a good old fashioned slope. <laughs> Something that eventually just went straight up in an upward angle line forever but that's not what growth is growth can be messy growth can you can be high one day and low the very next that is growth so if you only focused on how better or how worse you're getting day to day you might it you you might lose track of the big picture so you weigh yourself every day right Well, if you weigh stuff every day, what's going to happen the one day that you haven't lost weight compared to the day before or the other day where not only have you not lost any weight, you've actually gained weight from last week. And that in turn causes a panic. You don't do that. Keep the big picture in mind. Hey, I want to lose 50 pounds. I'm going to lose 100 pounds. I'm going to lose 120 pounds, et cetera, et cetera. Guess what? You got to lose five pounds first. In order to lose five pounds, you got to lose a pound. So just concentrate on the pound. Eventually, those pounds will add up. And even if they don't add up as quickly as you want 
or as much as you want to. Just remember, uh, number four, don't stay discouraged. It's unrealistic to say you'll never feel discouraged about the things that you're trying to accomplish. Because, again, growth is not linear. You can't expect to be better every day. You can't expect to be exponentially better every day. And there's some days where you're going to end up being worse. But guess what? You keep at it. And there's going to end up being many more days that things get better than they do get worse. You just have to be willing to commit to it. And you got to remember, you can't stay in the mindset of failure or discouragement. Here's the thing. Those things are going to happen. Those things are going to happen. And you can sit in them or you can move on. There's plenty of times where I've felt discouraged about things. I felt discouraged about when I when I first started making music and I reached out to somebody for help and they never responded. And they were my friend. Hey, guess what? In that moment, I certainly felt discouraged. But I didn't stay discouraged. And what happened? I was able to create songs. Songs that are playing on Spotify and other places right now. Me. I did that. But I wouldn't have been able to do that if I had stayed discouraged about the, not even resistance, but the ignorance that I faced. Here's the truth of the matter. Since I've been an adult, I've been discouraged just about uh, just about everything that I have done. Just about everything. There's been some discouraging moments for me. It's where I'm like, hmm. Mm. I don't know if this is this is for me, whatever this is. But I realize the discouragement, what I'm feeling in the moment, that's temporary. That is temporary. Um, if it's something I really want, I should be able to get pushed past this discouragement. But please, I feel discouraged all the time, even today, even to this day, when I go watch other people who are significantly better than me at the things that I want to get better at. That can be discouraging. But then I flip it. I'm like, you know what? That's actually encouraging. Why is that encouraging? Because I see what possibly myself doing that thing at the highest level could be. Now, maybe I can do it. Maybe I can't. But it doesn't mean I shouldn't try. It doesn't mean I shouldn't give myself all the resources I can to try. All the support I can to try. So that's why you shouldn't say discourage. But, and here's a tool how to make sure you're not being discouraged or you, you try to avoid being discouraged. I was saying, remember, if you look for the ground, you're going to find it. You're going to find it. But... On the flip side, if you look to the sky, you just might make it. Here's what I'm going to ask you. As a child, right? As a child. When you jumped, you jumped as high as you can. When someone told you to jump as high as you can, and you did, did you, on your way up, on the way to the peak of the jump, did you look down at the ground? Or did you look up in the sky? Did you look up in the sky so you could propel yourself as high as you could? And then maybe on the way down is when you look down. Like, oh, I got too high. Well, let's take it as a child, right? As a child. What about you running as a child? When you ran full speed, when you ran full speed, you didn't, while running full speed, immediately look back. You wouldn't do it immediately. Why? Because you want to get some space between you and whatever you're looking back at. Whenever you're looking to do something, you shouldn't go in with the thinking, this is not going to work. This is going to fail. Because if you think like that, it certainly will. It's most likely going to fail. I'll be rooting for it to fail if you think that way. But if you look at it and say, you know what? This is going to succeed. This is going to be a big success. This launch will happen. I'm going to accomplish my goals. This sort of thing. Like, 
you got to speak that positivity into existence, or at least think that positivity into existence. Like, I'm going to jump. I'm going to jump as high as I can, as fast as I can, as far as I can. You know what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to look at the ground while I'm jumping, because that'll cause me to jump down. And I know what you're saying. You're saying, but Reese, whenever we do jump, eventually we will hit the ground. It's just a matter of gravity. Well, snap back to reality. Up, there goes gravity. Here's the thing. Yeah, you're right, but that's semantical. And I don't like it when you do semantics. Come on. We had to talk about this already. And and also, not when you're bungee jumping. Because of the suspension. Hopefully, you snap back up. And you don't actually continue to go to the ground. That That's what my hope is for you. That you survive your bungee jumping. And your skydiving. All that stuff. But in skydiving, you have a parachute anyway. So, hopefully, you have a parachute and also a backup parachute. That's what I want for you. What else I want for you, and this is number six, is when you face obstacles, when you do face obstacles, answer yourself what kind of obstacle is this? Is this a slow down sign? Is this a stop sign? Is this a yield sign? Or is this a red light? Is this a red light or is this a stop sign? I wanted to rephrase that because what I mean by that is, you know, this obstacle that you are coming into, is it a stop sign, which is quick, you, you, you stop and then you go, or is it a red light where depending on what light it is, you could be there for a while. A stop sign could just be a setback. It could be, Hey, something's not happening. I need to take a break. A red light is I'm, this is a wall that I'm coming up against and I'm going to keep pushing and pushing and pushing against this wall and when really you should be waiting for the green light. Here's an example of what I'm talking about to bring it into focus. If you're working out, working out a lot at the gym, doing great. If you feel a pain, feel the pain. Ooh, that hurts. That may be a stop sign. If by the next day or in a couple of days that pain is gone and you feel great, keep going. If that pain persists and there's an injury, that's a red light. That's a red light. You have to wait that out. You have to get it better before you try to push through your barrier. Because pushing through that barrier might end up actually damaging what you are trying to do in the long run. Rest and recovery is important. And so is everything in life. When you're trying to accomplish something... You know, uh, if you make music coming across a difficult piece or trying to solve a difficult puzzle, oh, it's great. But if there's something beyond that, if there's something beyond that, then take a step back. Take a step back, take a deep breath, and refocus. Get your injury better. If you're trying to climb a mountain literally or figuratively make sure you're in the proper condition to do so if you're broken on the outside or the inside you got there's some things that i believe you should address speaking of addressing let's address number seven on my list number seven is accept that you have limitations and then challenge them and challenge those limitations. See, many of us don't do things because we think we're not good at it. We've been told we're not good at it. We've seen other people who are much better at it than we think we can ever be. Uh, we're too old. We're to this identity. We're to that identity. We could never. Um, here's the thing. There are certain limitations with things. With Like you're learning. Like learning anything, well, what's your learning speed? Is there a hand-eye coordination issue there? Is there a physical, another physical barrier for that? Um, are you trying to lose weight? Are you fat? I can say that because I am fat. <laughs> so that that's a barrier. That's a limitation. Okay. Hey, 
What's the limitation? Well, I'm fat now. My metabolism doesn't work as well as it used to. Not nearly as well as it used to. So I can put in the same amount of effort and get that word diminishing returns. Diminishing returns. Okay, you know me and my personal journey. I'm trying to learn guitar. My fingers don't work like I want them to. They don't. And they can't go as fast as I need them to. They can't go as precise as I need them to. I'd make a horrible surgeon. I know this now. Um, but my fingers don't do that. I have steady hands, but I just my fingers just aren't that kind of talented. Aren't that talented to just be exact and precise all the time. Like someone who is a true virtuoso would need to be. And other things. Um, when I write, I'm easily, easily distracted. Easily distracted when I write. Um, I don't believe I have ADHD. But I've never been tested for it. So who knows? I might have that out there. But I'm easily distracted. Limitation. Here's the thing. For me, I want to accomplish these things. I want to get these things done. I want to get all these things done. So it's being at peace with the fact that I have limitations, but still saying, mm, I'm going to challenge them. Because we all have limitations. Every last one of us. You want to dunk a basketball, but you're short. <laughs> you want to run fast, but you're slow. You want to, you want to be the very best like no one ever was but your pokemon is not the greatest here's why i know we should challenge our limitations you always hear about we hear about these success stories we always hear about the success of people in spite of the limitations stevie wonder is one of the greatest composers of music of all time full stop of all time, of well, current modern times, except that we know of. And I'd say of all time. We all know he has been recorded to be blind. I'm not I'm not making that up. He's blind. Come on guys, stop it. But he's the greatest compo well, he's one of the greatest, like I said. When you think about it, he had a limitation that he's dealt with all his life. And he didn't see that as a limitation. He said, watch this. I am going to create some of your favorite songs of all time. I'm using that word, I'm that phrase a lot, of all time. But it's true. And we hear about people who are missing body parts, missing limbs, missing things that go on to achieve much greater things than you or I will ever do. Probably. But maybe not. Maybe we'll also achieve great things. And I think about, I have... I know a few people, right, who wouldn't consider themselves uh, the smartest bulb in the shed. Yep, said that. I said it that way. They wouldn't consider themselves the smartest bulb in the shed, right? But they've gone on to achieve extremely great academic success. Why? Because they did not let the fact that, hey, they might not be the most intuitive or the best at studying, or the the most socially accepted as brightest. Those things did not deter them from their goals, from their path. I and it's incredible. I wouldn't call them anything but bright, but they don't consider themselves bright. And yet, plugging away, it's like wow, this is they're not good at studying. Shoot, I'm not good at studying at this point. Ugh, it's so boring to me. Uh, but they're not good at studying. They can't retain very well. Like those things, serious things, serious issues. Some some people dyslexic, and yet they find a way around those limitations. It might take them longer. It might take them more effort. It might it might really come down to some gut wrenching activities. But some way, somehow, they seem to get it done. And there's no reason you can't either. So remember, it's okay. Accept that you have limitations. But then you have to challenge them.
And that segues perfectly into our number eight. Failure, failure, the big F, the big F is inevitable. But so can overcoming that failure. What do I mean by that? Hmm. Let me see here. I will use this, use this as an example, right? I have a niece right now in college and she's going, she's, she's, but in her second year, she's pre-med, biochemical engineering, et cetera, et cetera. Lots of really impressive stuff, right? And she's, she's a bright girl. She's bright. Oh, all my nieces are bright. Yeah, I'm that guy. I'm that guy. All of my nieces and nephews are incredible. That's what I feel. But she's a very bright girl, right? Straight A and B student her whole scholastic career. And then she got into college. As you know, college is a different beast than high school. And she didn't pass every test that she took in her first year. Didn't pass every test that she took. Why? Well, she's she's studying some pretty aggressively aggressively difficult stuff. I'm not gonna lie to you. She's taking up, in in my opinion, the traditionally progressively aggressive stuff like all the maths and sciences. <laughs> taking up all the maths and sciences, and one of those science courses mm, didn't do so well. <laughs> now here's the thing: Does she take that failure and say, well? I'm never going to be a doctor. I quit. I give up. I'm, it's not happening. No. No. She retook the class. She retook the class and learned from her failure. Learned from it. And as far as me, when I, whenever I learn something new, whenever I learn something new, um, it's generally going to begin in failure. If it's new and challenging. If it's new and not that challenging, I'm probably going to pick it up pretty quickly. But if it's new and challenging, I'm I'm going to fail. I'm going to fail. Why? Because I like learning by doing. I do. I can sit there and listen to a lecture. Listen to... It's, it's all background noise to me. Let me physically get my hands on it. Let me physically get my mind around it. Let me apply it. Let me apply it. And I am a conceptual learner. I am. I am a conceptual learner. But it sticks when I'm utilizing the concept myself. Or I'm thinking about it. Like, someone could talk about any theory they want. And I'm like, hmm, that's an interesting theory. But if I use it in a story, so I'm like, oh, okay. I get all the angles. If, I, if someone talks about a new method to do anything... I'm like, huh, that seems interesting. But when I do it, I'm like, ah, I fully understand it. So with most of the thing, many things that I try that are difficult, I fail initially. Now, I wa it wasn't always where, oh, I failed, so let me try again. Sometimes it was I failed and let me stop. But that's a bad, bad, bad habit, bad habit to, to, to actually create. And it's a hard habit to break. <sighs> So now, when I fail something, I ask myself, is this something that I fell because I wasn't giving it my all, I wasn't paying attention, I wasn't giving it the proper respect it deserves, I wasn't, there's so many questions I ask myself, or, or is it something that I really don't want to do? Sometimes there are things you really don't want to do. And I'm at a stage where, unless I really have to, I'm done doing things I don't want to do. Doing things I don't want to do got me, it got me into jobs that I wouldn't do, basically a career path that I'm, that I'm just obsessed with getting out of and other life choices that weren't the greatest in the world. So yeah, don't do that. But also failing gives us this other thing. When you fail at something, no, let me let me reverse that. When you later triumph at something you failed so spectacularly at before, it makes it feel so much better. If you pick something up and you're already amazing at something, where's like where's the fun in that? Where's the fun in 
like being like, well, I was always great at this and now I'm just the best. Or instead of, hey, oh man, I was not great at this and now I'm awesome. I had a friend, she fights, she fights. I mean, she's, she's always been rough and tumble, but like, yeah, there was a point when she started fighting, sparring people, all this other stuff, she's getting her butt kicked. She was getting her butt kicked. But then eventually, she was the one doing the butt kicking. Now, here's the thing. Would she really have enjoyed the butt kicking if she was just the best right away at it? I don't think so, because where's the adversity? And you know we love adversity. You know how we love adversity? At least the idea, the dream of adversity. Because that's what the movies are. There's no conflict in the movie. There's no adversity in the movie. There's no failure in the movie at some point. This is not an interesting movie. So failure's okay. Failure's awesome even. As long as it's a stop sign and not a red light. Another thing you need to do. Number nine. Track your progress. Track your progress. A lot of times we don't realize how much better we're getting than at anything than what we when we were initially doing it because we don't track our progress when i think of my own journey right i started recording myself playing the guitar from day one and i stopped like for a couple times because i wasn't getting the kind of better that i thought i was getting from day to day um, but every so often when I'm working on something, I, I play and record so I can, so like record myself. So I'm like, Hmm, how do I sound? What can I do to be better? Et cetera, et cetera. Right. I was cleaning out my phone the other day. This is completely random. I was cleaning out my phone, getting rid of all the video, you know, the videos that I don't need, scrubbing it just in case something happens to me and someone gets hold of my phone. I have to get rid of all evidence. While I was doing that, I was looking at my the, my guitar videos. I was like, oh, saw myself as an absolute beginner. Oof, that was rough. Then saw myself a couple months later. I was like, ah, that's still pretty rough. Saw myself a couple months later. Wow, that was that was rough. But there was definite improvement. Later still. Oh. That guy's a lot better than what he was when he first started. And later still. Oh, wow. So much better. And so on and so on. Here's the thing. I remember what headspace I was in in just about all those videos. At the time, I was like, oh man, I'm really awful at this. I have not gotten any better, even though I've been practicing. But watching those videos so close together made me realize oh wow no you got a lot better you're not where you want to be but you got a lot better than what you are and i wouldn't have well i would i would have known it conceptually but i wouldn't have known it in a very tangible way if i hadn't recorded myself if i hadn't tracked my progress and i think that's critical now i don't think depending on how your brain works and depending on what you like to do, you can either be super clinical with it or it can be more flow, we type of thing. Another thing, and here's, I know, I edit videos. I edit videos all the time. And because I edit videos all the time, I get a very real time example, view of how much better I'm editing now than I was when I first started and didn't know a thing. And the difference is amazing. Not only can I make better edits, I can make much faster edits. Something that used to take me all day, all day long, something that used to take me all day long or over a couple of days, a project, because I was just like, ah, takes me moments and Learning new techniques when it comes to video editing and things don't take don't take that long. It takes like this. That snap. Let me try it. Okay, great. Why? Because of all the improvement I made over time. 
But again, I can see that improvement. I can see that improvement because it's a skill I'm utilizing every single day. Well, not every single day. Not, I can't say not every single day, but many days. Many days out of the week is what I would say for that. And I'm happy. that That's pretty cool. I like video editing. But in fairness of transparency, sometimes when I'm trying to um, track my progress, sometimes it looks like I'm tracking my regression. What do I mean? This weight. This weight. I've, I've seen the pictures <laughs> over the years, and man, I've gotten bigger. And it's funny because years ago, when I thought I was big, I would kill to be that size again. I would kill to be that size again. And I remember being in that mindset, and I was like, I would kill to be that size again. But I would definitely kill to be that size again. I, you'd point me at the person to kill, and I'd kill them. I wouldn't really actually kill them. I mean, unless... Anyway, this brings us to the most important point, actually. And I hope you've listened to the most important step. hope you've listened up to this point. You ready for it? This is the big one. This is... The incredible one, this is the one that is going to solve all of your problems. This is the one that's going to help you achieve anything you want to do. Anything. It's going to work. Trust me. <sighs> okay. The number 10 rule. The number 10 rule for this is that you have to make step number 10. I know, I know. It feels like a betrayal. But you have to make step number 10. And here's why. One through nine, don't matter. What I just told you, none of that really matters. Hey, I think there's some useful information there, but it might not be. It very much might not be. You might be like, listen, that's all good, but that sounds very self-helpy. I thought I gave some actionable steps. I may have, but I may not have. Guess what? None of it matters unless you want it to matter. None of it matters unless you want it to matter. Make up... The rules, the steps, the create a plan for yourself. Come up with your own ideas. They might stick better. So number 10 is make up your own rule. Because you have it inside of you. I didn't tell you anything that recreates the wheel. I'm, I'm sure you've heard this stuff before. I'm sure you've seen this stuff before. I'm sure you've thought of this stuff before. And some things that I didn't think of. But if you create your own plan, your own plan, you might have a better chance of sticking with it. So I'm not offended at all. If you throw out the first nine, just listen to number 10. Number 10 is the one I want you to really listen to. First nine were cute. They're effective. But it's got to be you. It's got to be you that creates it. It's got to be you that creates it because you can listen to all of the books and um, audio books, obviously, and videos. And you can see all the motivation you want on social media. Right. But unless you decide to apply it in whatever way you decide to apply it, it's just noise. <laughs> it's just something nice to listen to. It's something that might get you motivated for the moment. But come on, you can do it. And for yourself, only you can do it. So something interesting is happening right now. Um, told you last episode that I've, I've restarted making YouTube videos, tons of them. So I edited and produced at the time of this recording about four videos. Put them out. Put them out, right? And the funny enough, this, this is hilarious. I lost subscribers. I lost subscribers after putting more videos out. I've been getting more subscribers doing nothing than I did when I lost, than, than, than actually posting content. To me, that is, that is cosmically hilarious. It's... The universe has a funny way of showing me, hey, you're going to have to really, really want this if you want to do it. Because, again, I put out, I've put out a lot of videos beforehand, right? And before I stopped, but what kept me coming back is 
I was getting a decent amount of subscribers on videos that I had already produced. So I said, let me produce a few more. And the numbers kept trending up and up and up and up and up. And they just st like they stonewalled. They stonewalled. There was diminishing returns at some point. But then it got worse than diminishing returns. It's like, ooh, it's, there's nothing happening. Now, <laughs> there's negative returns. <laughs> like, hey, you make more videos, we're actually going to definitely stop listening <laughs> or watching you. And I don't know. I think maybe it's they forgot they were subscribed to me. And then once they saw me, they're like, oh, no, no, no. Unsubscribe. <laughs> I don't want to watch or listen to this dude. He's... Not, he doesn't do what I want him to do or whatever. I'm sure they didn't think that way. But I definitely, I certainly find it interesting um, how that is going. And it's a challenge because I don't mail in my videos. I don't mail in my videos. I really try to put, I try to make them um, entertaining, a little funny, a little informative. Like I really, I really put a lot of my personality into the videos because I want the people that watch the videos to get a real sense of who I am because most of the people I never meet, but Hey, if one person likes my videos, that's for me, that's enough to me throw them out there. Even though it's not, that's, that's legitimately a passion project, but everything I'm doing is a passion project. There's only one thing that I'm not doing that I'm doing. That's not a passion project. And that's the actual nine to five that I have. That's my very dispassionate project. But even if you do what you love, you'll be working. I know you feel like you're not working day in your life. Oh, you're working. You're working. The IRS says you're working, so you're working. <sighs> but yeah, I just I it's like a challenge. What's what's gonna happen when I get to like the fourth the four hundredth video? Am I gonna lose all of my subscribers? <laughs> I'm getting plus one subscriber a month, but in the last week I've lost like 10, not 10, not 10, but getting there, getting there. And it was scary because I'm like, oh, that's a cool number. That's a cool number to build off of. That's a cool number to jump off of when I first started, restarted making the videos. And then it's like that day of posting the first video. It's like, well, oh, I lost a sub. The day of posting the second video, oh, I lost two subs. The third video, I lost two more subs. The fourth video, oof, it's not looking good. It's not looking good, man. <laughs> I should look into that, but who knows? Let's see how I feel after about 20 or so videos. Let's see how I feel. That's what I'm doing. I'm going to continue making videos. Why? Because I have a specific number in mind. What's that specific number? 400 videos, which I'm close to. And why do I want to do that? 400's the number. 400 is the number. But again, that's only one video at a time. And even though people are unsubscribing, that's not going to get me down. That's not going to get me down. Why? Because I don't believe that's always going to happen. I don't believe that's always going to happen. I believe that eventually I am going to reach my goal. I can see it. I can see ahead. And that is my goal. And sometimes, sometimes the video ideas don't come so great to me. Sometimes I don't feel inspired. And when I don't feel inspired, sometimes I just take a brief rest. I take a pause. I'll come back to it tomorrow. I have a good night's sleep. I'll go tool around with my guitar. I'll go to the gym. <laughs> and then at some point, I'll continue. Because I know these obstacles, these inside obstacles, these internal obstacles won't be in my way forever. And even though I have other commitments and other activities that may limit how many videos I can edit and produce in a day, how many I can record, how many I can make, um, I understand that even though I'm dealing with constraints, I understand that um, that's actually good. I know what my constraints are. And knowing where they are allows me to navigate them. Hey, work is a problem. Work gets in the way. Let me see if I can get my work done faster. I have distractions. Let me see if I can decrease the distractions. I still have this and this and this to do. Let me get them out of the way. Because I have a finite amount of time and energy, 
I have to use them efficiently and well. And when I'm making these videos, I'm looking for that feedback. I'm looking for that feedback. Feedback in comments, feedback in likes, feedback in subscriptions. Ugh. Feedback by people telling me what they did or didn't like about the video, but also feedback about, hey, how does this look visually? How does this sound auditorily? Does it flow? Does it make sense? Is it better than my last project? Is it better than my last project? I have to know. Is it objectively, to me, better than my last project and not subjectively? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. But because I have a visual video, <laughs> a video representation of it, I'll always know. And now it's time for the big reveal. I think you should know what I just did there. I think you should. I'm not going to tell you what I just did. But if you've been paying attention, you'll see what I just did. And then you'll be like, I see what you did there. All right. I think it's about time we bring this to a close. I want you to remember that uh, training arcs, training montages, all that stuff, the things we see, they're dumb. They're the dumb. They're inspiring, but also dumb. There's a lot of people like that. Inspiring, but dumb. <laughs> Just kidding. Just Well, not kidding. But the days, they only fly by in the movies. The work only looks glamorous. It is not. In real life, the work, the work is very slow. The improvement itself is gradual, and sometimes it's flat. And sometimes it's, it actually dips. You're not always going to be constantly improving forever until you're perfect. It's not happening. But here's the thing. There's an old saying that practice makes perfect. And it's like practice makes man perfect. But practice doesn't make perfect. What practice does is it makes permanent, which I like it. Practice makes prepared. And while practice can be fun, a lot of parts of practice are slow, unforgiving, and unrelenting. Could even be boring, depending on what you do. Physically, could be painful, mentally, and can be taxing and exhausting. Or it could be both of those things, at both of those things. I know for me it's painful to study, because I'm like, oh, this is so boring. And then I fall asleep and I hit my head on the table. So, it's both mentally and physically painful. But just remember when you see those things, yeah, they're inspiring. They're inspiring. But remember, the dozens and dozens and dozens of hours and failure and, and pain and sacrifice and everything that they went through to look awesome and amazing or to be awesome and amazing and all those things. That just the... Hours of concentrated effort. Period. Those hours become days. Those days become weeks. Those weeks become months. Those months become a lifetime. But for them, it was worth it. I think if you really, really want to do something for you, it's going to be worth it too. Okay. We've come to the end of our marathon session of a show we have. And that's... Why you hear the triumphant music. But speaking of triumphant, my greatest joy for you would be for you to live a life that you want to live. Period. It's not about achieving everything, solving world hunger, or any of the world's problems, because there are many of the world's problems. I want you to enjoy your life. And sometimes part of that enjoyment comes with achieving things. And if it does... There's ways to do that. But if it doesn't, if you reach a point where you just want to be Zen and you just want to live a free and carefree life, I love that for you. Because at some point, that's that I'd love that for me. Oh, it'd be awesome. It'd be amazing. So yeah, I want you to achieve, but if you want to achieve. If you don't want to achieve, that's completely fine. And I think that's what, I, I think that's where it gets misconstrued, right? Because everybody's not trying to go out and always get it. Some people just want to be happy. 
And I think if you want to be happy and you're not a terrible person, then you deserve to be happy. I know I want to be happy and I'm a somewhat terrible person. But I still think I deserve happiness. And I think you deserve it too. And why do you deserve it? Because you listen to this podcast. So you can't be a terrible person. you got to be a great person. And great people leave reviews. They leave positive reviews. They leave honest reviews. But positive ones. That don't make don't hurt, don't hurt my chances or my feelings. This was a fun episode. This was a fun episode. I, I had to run back, run it back from last episode. I had to flesh it out a bit more. But also, sometimes I got to be informational. Sometimes I got to give you the steps. Now, whether you go up those steps or not, it's not my call. It's yours. But it always has been. So it might be story time next episode. Might not be. Might be something different. But I can tell you that the next episode should happen pretty soon. Should happen pretty soon. As you can see, I'm in one of those upswings where I'm consistently podcasting. Consistently podcasting. And maybe, just maybe, maybe this is the time that it sticks. But anyway, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Just Told by Reese podcast. I'm your host, Reese, and I am so very glad you did come to the corner of my universe. My little corner of the universe. But I see your shuttle. And I don't want you to miss it because I don't have enough room here. Somebody else is already sleeping on the couch, so it's a little crowded. But next time, couch is all yours. It's all right. Until next time, I'll talk to you later. Bye now.